0: All right, we're live this morning. Good morning, Kara, or good evening, Kara.
1: <laughs> good morning, Nikki. <Mickey. laughs>
0: Kara is joining us today from South Korea, and she's going to dig in a little bit about where specifically in South Korea because my brain at nine o'clock in the morning is just not functioning when it comes to geography. <laughs> but Kara uh, is one of my close military spouse friends. I met her when she was stationed here in Virginia Beach. Um, we were both pregnant around the same time, and we, our kids, kind of like, you know, cut a rug together. Basically, the, her little bug is the
1: cutest thing I've ever seen. So
0: you know, next to mine, but hers is super cute. Too.
1: <laughs> like, as far as other people's children are concerned. Right, as far as other people's children are we'll concerned. We'll take
0: it. <laughs> <Let's keep> it. <laughs> so, Kira, like, I love the fact that when I put out a request for, like, hey, who wants to chat virtually? What I think is really unique about your situation is that you're stationed in South Korea, and you are kind of in the future from us, right? Like, you've... It got to you first, and so I'd (laughs) love for us to chat a little bit. I'm not trying to overwhelm people's feeds with COVID-19, coronavirus, you know, pandemic scare information, but I think it's really important to bring on people that are having firsthand experiences, especially if they're in a different part of the world and what that that really looks like. So give us a little bit of detail about, like, what is life like for you? What was life like for you prior to COVID-19? Where are you in South Korea? And kind of what was your daily life? Like what was life like as a military spouse over there?
1: So um, we live on a little tiny base. In Chinhae, South Korea, we are about an hour and 45 minutes south of Daegu, which is where the massive outbreak was here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is another larger base up there that we go to once every couple months. Just they have like, you know, the big commissary and the exchange that actually has clothes in it, you know, so that's like where we're going to just slurge, Is like, where are you going to Daegu? And um, my husband was actually supposed to go up to Daegu for a couple things the day before we found out about the big upbra- outbreak outbreak <laughs> and then he's like yeah you know what maybe not because there's suddenly a hundred confirmed cases of COVID so you know prior to that our day-to-day we live on a very small base there's like a couple hundred people total on our whole base and you can walk from end to end in like 20 minutes oh, so right. I mean tiny like I for like four <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, as someone who grew up just outside of Los Angeles, and then lived in Denver for a year, and then lived in Hampton Roads for two and a half years, this was like <laughs> interesting. And like, we live on a small base in a small town. So, like, chinhe itself is not—it's it, not like rural, but it's not a hugely populated area like Pusan, which is about an hour from here and Seoul obviously is like the biggest one but Busan's also a very big town and it's like a city and then we are definitely in a town. So it's or like a I don't know what the Korean word for it is but we're in town. So it's small even outside of our little nest. So our day-to-day fortunately and I think this is really like aided our experience a lot is that our base is very self-contained. Like we mm-hmm. kind of live in a little bubble here. We have a commissary. We have, you know, it's five aisles wide and you can see the back from the front so I mean it's like nothing to write home about but it gets you by yeah we have daycare we have a gym we have a restaurant you know like so I mean we have everything that we really need Mm -hmm. right here so pre-covid um we love going out in town to eat we love having freedom of being able to leave base Mm -hmm. um because when you live on a base this small you need to get out sometime (laughs) got it okay yeah so what was your, as
0: things started to roll out, so it wasn't really a worldwide pandemic at this point, right? It was just based out of China, China yeah. kind of crept into South Korea. Um, what was your initial impression of COVID-19 or coronavirus? And, and how has that changed now that you're kind of, I don't know that you, you would call it on the other side of it yet, but the stuff is starting to decline, right? You flattened the curve. For right. sure. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So yeah. what was your initial impression? Did you just think like
1: so this, this is some we, random
0: thing or were you genuinely concerned?
1: <laughs> no, we 100% were not genuinely concerned at first. We had and it's really interesting being in like the past of, you know, this like we've already had our peak, you know. Mm-hmm. So um so it's really interesting kind of being in this phase and now watching all of our friends and family go through what What we already went through. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like on a much, much grander scale, like y'all are killing it over there with your, you know, 80,000 plus cases. Like it's, I mean, it's just a whole different ballgame right now over there, but that aside for now. (laughs) We can't stay away from each other. We like Uh, each other that much. (laughs) I mean... That's great. That's not what I typically know of Americans.
0: <laughs> right. Like why is <laughs> it you're like for everybody to connect? Like okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm like
1: really you have to pick all it out of like, time looking suddenly at suddenly not screen. be able to Yeah. <laughs> it's just so we'll you know table that. But um, so because the outbreak had only happened in China mm-hmm. when we first started hearing about it, your you know, your immediate thought is like, well. That's where the epicenter was, so like, of course, it's gonna be worse there. You know, it's, it's gonna be bad there because that's where it started, and because they maybe didn't contain it as fast as they should have, and blah blah blah. And so you're skeptical because it's just, you know, like with most things, you're like, well, that's happening to someone else, mm-hmm. and it's a different situation, and I cannot identify with the other right now because I have not personally experienced it. So, right, I was actually in California when some of the stuff started to trickle into South Korea. I was on a week and a half long mommy vacation. yeah. (laughs) And it was beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) But also perfectly timed because had I come back a week or two later, it would have been a lot more difficult to come back. So three days before I came home was when my husband was going to go up to Daegu for just like a store run, get some tires changed, you know, whatever. And then he's like, yeah, there's suddenly like a hundred cases in – Daegu, or I think it was like 10. He's like, Oh, there's 10 in Daegu. Right. And then three days later it had boomed up to a hundred. And then a week later it was a thousand. But you know, at the time he's just like, Oh, there's been a little outbreak. You know, it's no one on base, but it's in Daegu, and so, you know, we're not supposed to go up there. And I said, Okay. So I come home and like, you know, the let the shit show commence. So like it goes to a hundred and then a week later, it's at a thousand and then two weeks later, it's at like 2000 or maybe less than two weeks later after that initial 10. And so at that point we're looking at it and we're saying all the same things we've seen friends and family originally say, I don't think you guys are saying that as much now, but originally there was a lot of, why is this a big deal? the flu. Yeah, it's just the flu. The flu kills more people every year. You know, there are a lot of things that are way more fatal. And so we were saying those same things. We're like, why is it a big deal? I don't understand. And so as it continued to increase, and I don't know if everyone's familiar, but what happened in Korea is that there was a cult that met, it's like a church-based cult that was meeting up in Daegu. And so- a bunch of them infected each other and right and then took it out into
0: the partner. world you know took it out into their mm-hmm. communities yeah. so
1: our hotbed has always been Daegu. so as we watch this kind of spread we're just like oh okay like this is a lot of cases and even I don't honestly know if we realized that it was as big a deal as it was until it started spreading to other countries too. Because even here, you're like, okay, well, there's a reason for it. It's a cult, you know, you're still rationalizing it in your head because we are not ones to think like, oh my God, this is gonna be a global pandemic. Like nobody wants to think that, you know, and you're like, right. oh, it's just because of this thing, it'll stay contained. But what we started seeing was like this kind of slow trickle out to these other towns and we were just waiting for it to get to chin and by some miracle like there's a tunnel that divides us from other big cities there's two Mm -hmm. major tunnels and we're like somehow this virus has not made it through the tunnels and like (laughs) you know i'm I'm okay with that (laughs) (laughs) but so we're watching this whole thing progress and so as it developed here it also started just like Lightly hopping into other countries, Mm -hmm. and you know, we hit 6,000 in a matter of a few weeks, like it was just boom, right up. I mean, you guys saw the same thing happen, Mm -hmm. and um, so what's happened since then has been really interesting because I think we so our restrictions came in pretty quickly, which was you know, don't go to Daegu, a like, do not go to Daegu, and then um, as it started hopping into some neighboring countries, we also started having restrictions about what we could do in town. Mm -hmm. So very early on, no dining out in restaurants in town. Pretty soon after that, Um, no gathering in groups of larger than 20 if you're going to be indoors. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think it was period at first, and then it turned into just indoors, outdoors. You could have a little bit bigger gathering. Mm -hmm. Um, Bigger meetings on base were canceled. And um, if you were going to go out into town, it was like, go out, get what you need, get back, be done, you know, life on base, period. And that was starting like the third week in February. Mm -hmm. So since I've been home, I have not had Korean food (laughs) because I got home February 22nd and it is, you know, March something 27th. So it's been, I've been home for a month and that's been our life. Um, And so that was kind of my perception at first was that just like, you know, it's going to blow over whatever. And then we start seeing it seep out to other countries and I start learning a little bit more And I start thinking about it a little bit more and I'm like, okay, the reason this isn't as big a deal as the flu is because it hasn't infected as many people yet. Right. Like, influenza was its own pandemic when it first came around you know like it, right. it didn't just it wasn't just suddenly this seasonal thing that was an issue it spread slowly across the globe mm-hmm. and now it's something that we deal with every freaking year and so I started doing more reading about it and I started thinking about it more logically and I'm just like this is not the end of this you know yeah, this, is it's- a, this is a very well, there's a my child is woken herself up. I have a husband. A little bug. I have a husband. Yeah, she'll, <laughs> <laughs> she'll deal with it if she, if she if he needs to. Yeah, I call it running uh,
0: defense. Peter runs <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I'm like, hang on to the monitor. She has bad dreams sometimes, so she's, <laughs> I'm sure she's fine. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we started watching it spread, and then what happened when it started reaching the U.S. was we started getting really nervous mm-hmm. because we saw the way that the U.S. was not responding Mm -hmm. and not taking it seriously. And we're like, this is going to be so bad, like Mm -hmm. so bad. And we watched it just like wreaking havoc in Italy and leading into Spain and getting into France. And we're just like, this is going to be an absolute disaster. And so at that point, we both kind of started speaking about it differently Mm -hmm. when we were talking to people and we're saying like, Hey, like, I know that these precautions seem really intense right now, but like there's a reason for it, you know, and we started learning about the curve and flattening right. the curve, which is something everybody knows now. And, you know, we, um, we'd never ran out of toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> you know, Everybody here. It. So it, you know, it was just really, it was just really interesting to see it kind of start seeping out to these other countries because we knew what was coming mm-hmm. and like, you can't convince people that it's going to affect them in a certain way until they start right. seeing it. For themselves and so my perception at this point is that this is not going away mm-hmm. anytime soon. This right. is going to be a very 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 long thing. And you know, you mentioned how we've kind of flattened the curve over here, and I think that, the, you know, yeah. So our case growth rate has slowed significantly. We're at around like seventy-five to one hundred new cases a day still. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, that's but that's slowed down. is seventy-five to one hundred per day, <clears throat> but we've had military members infected, not on base still, thank God, but like we've had military members on other bases infected. A couple of the bases have had to lock down, you know, at various points and just say like, you know, heightened security measures and we get our temperatures read every time we come in out of the gate and they ask us a bunch of questions. I just got the thumbs up, that she's back asleep. So we're good.
0: <laughs> I'm like, My life. every day. I'm just like, okay, let's do a temperature check. Like, what are we, looking yeah. at? we <laughs> yep. what our baseline is? Right.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and now even when I drop her off at daycare, because like, thank God, we've still had daycare. Like I work from home. So we've been very, very, very fortunate that we've still had some of those services available, but, um, you know, it's interesting because, like, we saw ourselves get over that first big hump. We had the peak. We didn't do the flat curve. We had the peak, just like the US is going to have. You know, your peak is going to be a little higher. But we had our peak around 8,000. But even since it started to slow over the past few weeks, we still gained another, like, 1,200 cases. So, what I don't know if the US is aware of yet, at least a large majority, is that even once you get past this initial hump, life is not going to resume normalcy Mm -hmm. for a long time because even as it flattens out, you're still going to have spread. And if you release back into the wild too quickly, you create another peak. Right. So we are actually now experiencing a few new restrictions, Mm -hmm. even though we're past that peak. And part of that is because of, you know, Big Navy, things that happen in the U.S. affect the world as far as U.S. military is concerned. But Um, We just today got some new restrictions and in the coming weeks may have some additional ones which may include, you know, some additional closures or just some additional rules and regulations that <clears throat> we're going to have to follow and at first we're like man like i thought we were past the worst of it and it's like well we're past the worst of the outbreak but we're not past the repercussions right yeah there's a really long time happens. yeah absolutely so that's kind of the <laughs> before during and after
0: <laughs> right. so like what is the government so you're de- technically dealing with two governments right you're dealing with the US government and base restrictions and what they're allowing to you to do as a US citizen on you know, a Navy base, but you're also dealing with the Korean, you know, South Korean government. So you're actually dealing with two government entities. What is the, what is the South Korean government response been like? Like what, I mean, obviously we have, we have Trump and and the U.S. response and, you know, the U.S. uh, WHO and all of these things are kind of inputting, but we're following our government's lead. What is South Korea's government lead been like?
1: So South Korea's government lead has been phenomenal. Like they are, I actually just watched an interview. Um, I'll share a link in the comments of this video if anybody wants to watch it, but it's an interview with the uh, Korean foreign minister. She's just this brilliant, eloquent, awesome woman who is kind of breaking down how Korea handled it so differently than the way that a lot of other countries have. And right from the get go, it like, you know, Korea, a lot of Asian nations, like, it, you know, if the government says, hey, please do this, they're just like, okay, you know, like, they they listen, they respect like direction, they respect solid direction. And, <clears throat> and, you know, one of the things that this foreign minister had said, is that, you know, our we have a very Robust democracy here and our people expect a lot of us So if we do not respond in a way that is sufficient to them, we will hear about it Mm -hmm. So it is in our best interest to have a response that is strong and direct and clear and most of all effective, you know, so um, They started uh, We're a very wired country like we have some of the best internet in the world and it's just like the economy is all like technological here, so They um, implemented a couple things. One, social distancing Mm -hmm. and just saying like, you know, like immediately without there even being, because I know in a lot of States before the restaurants and bars got shut down, they were shut to like half capacity, you know, different regulations. Um, Here it was just like, Hey, don't go out to eat as much. And people were like, okay. And so they just didn't go out to eat as much, you know, like the the restaurants were just naturally at a lower like fill rate, you know, (laughs) because people like wanted to stay safe and healthy and, um, masks definitely went off the shelves like crazy here. You know, we have a ton of the N95s, but Asian countries also just wear a lot more masks. So, um, so masks went on, uh, social distancing guidelines went into place. Um, the schools were shut down very, very early on. Mm -hmm. Um, so, Uh, There are some kids even on base who go out to Korean like elementary schools. We don't have like a school on base. We just have a very young age daycare. So um, the schools were shut down right away. So kids have been homeschooling here for the past several weeks. Um, And, but they didn't really shut anything else down. It was mostly just like schools and then everything else. They just said, Hey, this is going around. Be careful. So that was the only real shutdowns that we had because people were just like, being respectful of distance and minding themselves, but the thing that Korea did that I've not heard about anywhere else is they actually implemented a tracing system. So you would see emergency alerts come in on your phone, and I had to turn them off finally because it was just like too much, but you would see five or six emergency alerts within a 20-minute period saying, Patient 87 went to this place and this is the route they took to get from here to here. And then they went to this place. They were telling the locations, they backtracked where people had been once they found out that someone had the virus. Right. So that it went to one of those locations and then they sent it out to the whole affected region. So like near us, there were people in Changwon, which is about 25 minutes away that had gotten the virus and they had, you know, 20 people at one point. That had gotten it. And so they would send out notifications saying, This person was here on this day at this time. If you were in those locations at that, you know, that yeah. place, that time, or around that time, you knew, okay, let me watch myself for symptoms. Let me maybe self quarantine. Yeah, let me
0: not go near anybody else, right? Yeah, let me let not, me go not near make anybody. the assumption that I'm fine and instead exactly. make the assumption that I'm infected,
1: right? Yes. Yeah. So you had an opportunity to avoid it. Um, the other thing that they've done, I didn't realize the scale that they were doing this until I watched that interview. They've been testing 20,000 people a day, Wow, a wow. day, and it takes 24 hours or less to get test results back. Mm-hmm. So they're testing 20,000 people a day. they set up drive-through clinics with people in hazmat suits where they could like, you know, and they were, you got the test for free if you had any symptoms or any connection with any of the people who had been confirmed. Um, and if you wanted to just get the test just to like, know, you could pay a hundred bucks. Yeah. That's it. Period, hundred dollars. That's it. So they had like massive testing. They made it easy to get tests. They made traceability like really a big, big priority, so people knew where to go and not go. And then just the general population was respectful of social distancing rules, and that combined effort made such a huge impact so early on that you know even though we had that peak, it was like peak, and then you know it was like we our our, our growth rate has been, you know, flattened back out like this. We may have had that peak, but then it's gone a lot more like this since then because of all those efforts. Well,
0: have you seen, so this is the big thing here, like for me from a cultural (laughs) standpoint, what I think we're seeing like lots of camps here, right? One camp is total panic. Like they are hot mess panic. They're panic buying, you know, they're checking symptoms every five seconds. Like they think that the world is ending. They're quoting prophecies on the internet. Like they're going down the rabbit hole, right? This there's, panic there's right. group. You know, group, group B is kind of like, well, I'm going to do what they tell me. I'm going to follow the highest level of precaution. But I'm, you know, I might be disgruntled, but I'm going to be, you know, effective in making sure I'm making the assumption that we're infected but healthy And that we're not spreading this to anybody else. You have that third group, which is like, eh, I'll do what they tell me, but I'm not super excited about any of this. And I might not listen to them sometimes. And then you have this other group, which is, I'm going to give you the middle finger and I'm going to continue to go to the grocery, go pick up takeout, not wear gloves, not wear masks, not buy anything. Like I'm going to continue to just, take my kids to the park. You're not disrupting my life because you're not going to disrupt my life, right? So what is the culture like? I know that you've said they've been like, okay, we're going to do this, but have you seen those groups within that kind of accommodation of what the government's asking them to do? Or like, is that just not the culture there? You don't see that. Everybody's very just complicit in general.
1: I would say, from what we've seen, I mean, obviously, like, I don't live in every part of Korea, so I don't know if they maybe had some, I'm sure they're, you know, humans are humans, I'm sure there are going to be some little subsets that are a little bit more like, F the world, I'm immune, I'm I'm in the 3% that isn't, you know, I'm in the 97% that isn't likely to get this, it's like, okay, well, you can infect everybody around you, so good job, but yeah, you know, I'm sure there are some of those, but I would say the large 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 majority mm-hmm. is group B which is you know your second group which is like i'm going to do okay like i hear you i understand that this is a big concern i understand that there are steps i can take i understand that there are ways i can protect myself and the people around me these are all the guidelines you're giving me okay you know what my life's not going to be super normal for a little bit okay yeah. you know like okay we we understand and mike and i actually had the my husband is mike by the way i've only called him husband so far so anyone who doesn't know that's my husband um so we had the opportunity to be on a really awesome podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was long so i didn't actually expect anyone to listen to it but one of the things it was with um two italians a finnish slash french guy me and mike americans living in south korea and then an american living in washington state
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it was a fascinating conversation And one of the things that the host said is that the Asian countries got hit really, really hard by SARS.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, the U S had a little taste of it, but the Asian, the Asian countries got hammered. So he was like, I wonder if there's maybe, because there's precedent for this, Mm-hmm. You know, like I mean, yes, like the US at some point has experienced something like this, but not for a long time. I not in my lifetime. Not that
0: I recall in my lifetime have we ever yeah. seen and I'm forty one well, I'll be forty one in May. So I don't recall anything like this happening in my life. But I don't
1: even know if our grandparents' I mean, lifetime like 10 years ago. So I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I mean I would probably say if you look back at American history, I can't think of anything in like the past hundred years yeah. that would have been on this scale, you know, I don't know deep American history, but I feel like I know the last hundred years, it's at least moderately well.
0: transportation has changed, the way yeah. economics have changed, like, no, nothing really spread that far before because nobody left their city. Right. Nobody right. left their communities unless they happened to work on a railroad or happened to be, like, in the service. Like, it, it was very <clears throat> self-contained. And so the spread yeah. there might kill a town. But outside of that, like it didn't, it didn't go beyond that. And now transportation has changed our life. You know, like, um, home delivery has changed our life. Things, (laughs) things coming from Atlanta and landing at your door in a day. Yeah. Like, and hearing about how this transfers, how this, this contagion transfers, it can be on cardboard for like three days or something. Right. Like, it can, you know, so you got to think about, am I more protected, like, hunkering down and getting my own supplies, sanitizing those supplies, and really living off of the means I have within my square box, than continuing to get stuff brought in? Yes. No, and, and so that's, I think the majority of the U.S. right now is definitely not in Group B. I I think think the majority (laughs) of U.S. is in hopefully group C, not group D, right?
1: Which is, middle. I think there's, I think you for sure have, I think you have your panickers and then you're yeah. like, I like, I'm not totally sure this is a big deal yet, but I guess I'll kind of go along with I'm it. Totally group B and I've been in group B for about two weeks now, right? Like, I've, <laughs>
0: I've, like my kids are, were pulled from daycare. The daycare hasn't closed. My kids have been pulled from daycare. Um, my, uh, I went grocery shopping before the, the toilet paper disappeared off the shelves. And I bought rice, beans, dried, uh, that, veg- you know, canned vegetables, frozen vegetables. I'm like really regretting not having a deep freezer at this
1: point. I bought
0: <laughs> lots of pork, chicken, you know, like I had everything. And then like within that same week, I went back to the grocery store and it was like a different grocery store, right? Yeah. Sudden, everybody was like carts, you know, going crazy. And I was like, you know, if you've just taken a few days ahead of time to say, is it that we'll actually need and that can actually last if we're required to lock down. Right. I'm not gonna be relying on takeout. I'm not gonna be relying right. on a pizza being delivered to my door by some person yeah. I don't know. Right. Like so yeah. I'm I don't know that I can consider myself immunocompromised. I don't like I have fibromyalgia and I get sick a lot. So I I assume that I am immunocompromised considering all of the issues that I had last year. Yeah. So I I just make that assumption. So I am one of those people that like, I treat myself as if I'm already infected, right? Right. Uh, I think the only other human contact I've had outside of my family has been my neighbor across the street who I went on a walk with last week, right? Like, and you know, we social distance the whole way, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And, And that's it. Everything else has been virtual. So I think America right now is in group C, group A, group D, which is, and, and I think the majority of us need to be in B and we're not there yet. And I, I don't think I'm doing everything right. I'm hoping I'm getting correct information and I'm hoping I'm being logical about, but I'm paying attention to my friends in South Korea, to my friends in Italy, to my friend. And luckily as a military spouse network, we know people in other countries. Right. Right. And we know these are people we trust and they're telling us what's happening before it's happening here we're not hearing it on the news. We're hearing it directly from our sources. And so, you know, I trust you. I'm, I'm bringing you on to talk to my network about like, this isn't a joke, right? Like we've been protected by our tunnel bubble, but you know, the rest of the country (laughs) hasn't, what's odd like South Korea got hit harder than North Korea is. What do you think it's just from a spread standpoint? Like,
1: um, I don't think North Korea stands a chance of reporting all their numbers. Okay, right, I was like, <laughs> I, yeah. yeah our, our general assumption is okay. that places like North Korea and Russia yeah. maybe will not be quite as likely to be upfront about it if they have severe outbreaks because it undermines the you know strength of the country. Right. You know. Right, right. Um. So yeah, I think. But because you know. I mean, there is no restriction on media in the U S and so things were, you know, not, not only very publicly available, but also like kind of hyped in the beginning. So, yeah. um, and so yeah, I mean,
0: medical expert,
1: every single person,
0: <laughs> an yes.
1: immunologist, like I,
0: I did not realize I had so many medically certified friends, <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> which is and like, and that's actually why I try to like temper anything that I say to friends back there, because I have some friends who are super open to like hearing about our experiences and then I have some who are not quite ready to talk about it like it's a real thing yet and I respect that you know I'm not gonna like shove it down your throat if you don't want to talk about it as long as I don't if I see you something doing something just outright like harmful or damaging to yourself or the people around you I will absolutely call you out on it but I haven't seen that I've just seen people like very pissed off, <laughs> you right. know, about what's happening. You know that, like that, that C group where it's just like, oh, like I'm not happy about this, and I think it's dumb, and I I have to do it. Not I'm doing it because I understand it. I have to do it. Yeah, you know. I'm
0: interested to see what happens. So, I, again, I, Amer American, um, I don't want to say media because I was a part of the media for a long time, and I hate grouping <laughs> media. What yeah. the information that's being dispersed across many sources is that our leadership is saying we want to open the economy back up in two weeks, right? Like on on uh, April, or, you know, by April twelfth, yeah. by Easter or yeah. whatever it is. And I think we, I, I think we are a nation that has to be told what you can and cannot do because people do are not using their best judgment right now, and right.
1: If, because they don't know. They
0: open There's it the back up. Yeah. Like you're having to crowd people off the beaches here, right? Like come oh, get yeah, the spring breakers. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like it's it's I, I I don't understand um because we've never been through this before, I think there has to be very clear guidance moving forward in terms of and everybody I know that everybody can't be on the same page, but we right. n- need to all understand that it this isn't happening to somebody else. You will without a doubt, know somebody who is infected by this. You will, without a doubt, know somebody who dies from this. Yeah. And every time you go against, like, what they're asking us to do, you are sacrificing a friend or family member to be one of those people. Yes. Or yourself, right? And so, I don't understand why it's that hard for people to grasp. I, I I feel like I've grasped it. I understand what you're telling me to do. And I also understand the way that a wave works, right? right. It's going to crest, but the wave continues to wash up on the beach before yep. it recedes. And, yeah. so, and even after it
1: recedes, the right. sand is still wet for a while.
0: That's the way that I'm looking at it is, is in my head, I'm prepared you know, my life, I feel like I've been preparing for this for a while because I've already kind of moved indoors with, with my fibromyalgia. I'd already, you know, made a lot of the changes to my lifestyle to kind of be more dependent and and not reliant on outside things. Yeah. But I'm really like, that was a, that was a painful process for me. That was two years of growth. And we're asking people to do that overnight. To change everything that they know about their lives. So what recommendation do you have as somebody who's now on the other side of this? What precautions are you going to take knowing that the ripple effect is still happening? Even when they lift, lift things for you, are you going to be one of those people that just goes and runs back out into social life?
1: Yeah, no. <laughs> and and just and before I answer that, I will say just about like cause you said that just real clear messaging is so yeah. important and I absolutely agree with that. Like because of the way that the Korean government responded and because we are dealing with military messaging over here, we we aren't I mean, like, yes, I'm aware of like the press conferences and all of the media, like we yeah. see it, but What I take are the facts that have been passed down to us by the military chain of command, by admirals and, you know, whatever is all the, you know, all the big important people and who are saying like, this is what it looks like in Korea right now. This is what you need to do to be safe. This is when we expect it to let up where we are right now. They're saying end of May
0: Yeah, in
1: Korea. Yeah. End of May. So for anyone in the united states to think that 2 weeks from now everything's going to be hunky dory when yeah. you guys got 20,000 new cases in the past 2 days right you got more than we have in the entire country over the past month and a half you got twice that in 2 days like it's not like even if it starts even if the curve starts to come down at that point there's a long road to recovery so it's just it's it's such it you just have to know that you're in it for the long haul and there's you know i was actually reading something super interesting today um about and i'll maybe i'll share this link too my dad has shared an article about how what a lot of people are feeling right now is grief yeah and it was not something that i would have thought of originally but i as i read it i was like this is fascinating and the guy is actually somebody who helped write kubler ross's five stages of grief Oh. and wow. the family recently allowed him to add a sixth stage about um finding meaning after death as well so um so or after grief so he was talking about the five stages of grief and how you know that pertains to the current situation and it was just really interesting because you can see it just like you know like there's like denial and accept or denial and um bargaining and you know you like walk through all the steps of just like okay no 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 it's not happening to us okay it's happening to us but it's not going to happen to me okay maybe you know and so there's this gradual process that you step through and I think grief is such a perfect word because as you said you've had two years to adjust I've lived in Korea for two years my life has just naturally been limited for two years right. because I think I'm town but like it's not like going out in Hampton Roads or Denver or LA you know what I mean like I can't I can I can read the signs but I don't know what they say <laughs> I can sound out my alphabet, but I don't know what it says, you know? So it's like, we've, we've naturally been limited and we are so used to existing in our bubble that it's just like, okay, well more of the bubble. If the bubble shuts down, that's going to be a different ball game. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to have to make some big adjustments, but I know what it's for. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing right now is like, if people could just like my biggest recommendation would be learn from other countries. Don't learn from your own country right now. People in the States, you know, don't learn from your own country right now because you're in the middle of it. You're not, you're not past, you know, we don't learn from things until they're over most of the time. We're in the middle of it. I think we're, you're not, you're at the beginning. up. Like
0: I, I, right now, the (laughs) cases that are coming to light now are people that got infected two weeks ago. And, like even locally, so like in Hampton Roads, they have just, like in the last two days, closed down schools for the remainder of the year. They have just the daycares are still open because almost all of the Navy is essential personnel, right? Like people right. yeah alone. so the two biggest industry, the three biggest industries here are tourism, uh, military and medical. And two out of those three are essential personnel. So right, yeah. In, in our area, they're making the decision to keep the daycares open because you won't have anybody to take care of the children of essential personnel. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the grocery stores are still open like 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. Like the traffic going by my house is still a tremendous amount of traffic. We saw kids at the park yesterday, even though they'd closed everything down. We saw kids on basketball courts. Um, For the most part, like in our neighborhood, it seems to be full, but I still see, you know, all the city services are in place. They just closed the doors to like public access. Okay. But from a restaurant standpoint, restaurants is really where you're seeing the biggest pushback um, because that is the livelihood of Hampton Roads. The Hampton Roads area is known for entertainment, dining. Um because of the military presence, that's where the majority of the civilian workers work is the non-essential right. businesses. Right. And you've I think something like the unemployment numbers have gone through the roof, right? Oh yeah. Every yeah. I mean, so many people are getting laid off just out of precaution because they don't know if they'll have a business to come back to. They're going ahead and laying them off, right? Because they don't know at what point this can can open back up. So I think this whole experience for me is I I tend to be one of those people who watches first and, and tries to make decisions, logical decisions of what's best for my own family. And and I'm concerned by the behavior that I'm seeing that we're not learning <laughs> as quickly as like I've canceled all non-essential like um and they've done this by guidelines you know they've uh, all of my therapy appointments are now virtual all of my telehealth you know all of my appointments are now telehealth you know yeah. um but I think you know going to the store once a week it it, it, it needs to be kind of mandated at this point because people are like i'm just gonna go for I'm gonna go to the store today just to go yeah. to the store today to get out of the house. get out of the house. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. that's that's what's going on. And so I think we're still seeing a lot of traffic, which means if you're seeing a lot of traffic, that's a lot of of uh, transfer that's happening. A lot of possible transfer. So I think it's about minimizing that transfer and minimizing the things that you're... T- I, like, I never realized how many things I touched. I just tried to pay attention <laughs> when I left the store. Like, what all did I touch? I touched the radio knob. I touched the the driver, you know, like putting it into reverse. I touched under my door handle, I touched my windshield wiper knob, I touched my thing, I touched my horn, I touched the latch on the back of my door, I touched the pull strap. I think I had something like 25 transfer opportunities from the time that I walked out and used the Purell, right, Wipe down my thing, yes. to the time yes. that I got home. 25 transfer opportunities of things that I would have never thought about lysoling, you know, spraying down the phone. The phone, like, the immediately you pick, you take the phone oh my God. with you. Come on. Yeah.
1: Anyone what? who's watching this, sanitize your phone right <laughs> now. Because <laughs> I guarantee you have not done it recently. <laughs> I, I, I know shit. I, yeah. I wiped down my phone. My car key and my little daycare swipe card. I wiped down my entire purse today. I wiped down my wallet. Now, I will admit this is the first time during the COVID outbreak I have wiped down my purse and my wallet and my key. I probably should have done it a little sooner, but you know, like I said, bubble. Um, yeah. But yeah, my phone I've wiped down multiple times because you take your phone everywhere. You touch it while you're at the store. That's where my shopping list is. So mm-hmm. I touch everything at the store and then I touch my cell phone mm-hmm. and then I touch my, I mean, my wallet, my purse, like all my car key all the time. I hold my key. By it's like little key card in my teeth sometimes when I'm putting the toddler in the car. You know? you like listen, to listen, to in left. my mouth.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's just watching. And so if you imagine that multiplied by all those people that are still out there on the road, there are all those people that are still out there in the parks that are all those people that are still out there in the grocery store, we're nowhere near the peak. We're nowhere near it, because I just, people just aren't taking it as seriously as I think that they should, and so you guys, you know, berate me in the comments if you want to, but if you're out there right now, you're nuts. You're nuts, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna say it. I think that you're nuts, and I think that you can go on social media and call me crazy all you want to, but I, I feel, I am not scared because I have, I am prepared, right? Right and I'm not prepared in the crazy way. Like I don't, I, you know, I haven't gone out and hoarded all the toilet paper. I haven't done all of that. I'm just, I'm prepared as I can be. And and
1: that's all I can do. Right. And unfortunately I feel like what it's going to take for a lot of people is somebody that they know getting it.
0: Yeah. So it's it's all here. Like uh, the testing site is five miles from my house there's only three testing sites in Hampton Roads and the testing site, you know, the drive-through testing sites and the testing site is at Princess Anne Hospital in Virginia Beach, which is five miles from my house. Um, and then, uh, Peter's building, and I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, Peter's building had a positive case, uh, on base, you know, like, oh, just, so immediately they sent his whole building home, right, and, and, and to tell him um but there it's a three-floor building I think there's in the hundreds of people that work there there are two entrance points exit points of that building um and we're just watching you know like we've that's when we made the decision like nope we're not going back to daycare we're not doing like the second that we realize we have the smallest percentage but what I want to tell people is don't wait for that person you know assume that all the people that are out there right now are infected, and that yep. will really cause a reality check for your brain.
1: Yeah. And because half of them, some of them are going to be silent carriers too. Some of them are never going to show up with it. They're just going to pass that baby around Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. a couple weeks, maybe longer. They still haven't confirmed that it's only a 14-day period. You could be a carrier for longer, so um, there is nothing certain. And that's the biggest thing too, is that there's nothing certain about this virus yet. It's so new still that there's so much that like is yet to be discovered about how long we carry it, whether you can be reinfected. Like that's another. Whether this is an annual thing, like if. This is like the seasonal
0: flu and it comes every year well like all of a sudden our life can be disrupted you know multiple
1: yeah. times yeah so it's just it's just it's not something to be taking lightly at this point and like if if you aren't aware for everybody out there if you aren't aware of what italy and like pretty much all of europe looks like right now please look like Mandated lockdown cannot, individual people cannot go for a run on the street in parts of Spain right now. Like you will literally get arrested because so few people listened to the warnings in the beginning that now there are, you know, tens of thousands of them in these tiny countries that are infected. All of Europe probably has, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of cases. I mean, it's like every country has. 50 to 80, 80,000 cases now. So, I mean, it's just insane. And all of Europe is much smaller than all of America. So the opportunity for spread across the U.S. is just insane. Yeah. And I I mean, I don't, I would like to have some level of hope that it'll, people will respond quickly and not let it blow out of proportion. But I think honestly, like a million infected in the U.S. is not unrealistic. Yeah, The, the rate, you also
0: have the commute, the, passenger trains haven't closed uh airports haven't closed you know flights are still
1: taking off oh yeah public transportation was also strongly advised against here very quickly public
0: public transportation is still active like i mean it it is you're carrying it from one place to the next so i did not want this chat to be like going down the rabbit hole of all those things that could but i do want I, i i did want one of these calls and 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 brianna out of italy was one of them and and you were my other I want people to be aware that this is a serious situation and this is how it's being experienced elsewhere in the world. And some of the different strategies that are being put in place to kind of contain it and, and, and make people as healthy as possible. So I want to thank you for kind of coming on today and just being candid about like what life is like there right now. And, and, and how you're choosing to move forward. And I know for us, how we're choosing to move forward is, you know, as as healthy as possible. And I love everybody around me. I love my community, and I'm going to try to take steps to make sure that not only is my family protected, but that I'm protecting the people in the community that I love. And so I hope that if anybody gets anything out of today's messaging, it is this is the last like COVID crazy talk I'll be talking about because everyone <laughs> out will will be very resourceful. But I um it's time to hunker down folks. That's all I got to
1: yeah. say today. <laughs> it's time to and, you know, and, and we're just like, if they give us more restrictions, we're going to listen to them. Yeah. And if they ease up restrictions, we're still going to be really cautious at first because I don't want to just be like, we're free, you know, like I'm not going to yeah. go travel to all the big cities immediately. Like, I mean, we're still, this is, we canceled our trip to Japan and that wasn't even supposed to be for another couple months. Cause we're just like, we're just not going to risk it, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, just, it's temporary. It's as temporary as you make it. The longer people continue to go out and frolic, the longer it's going to last. If everybody can just bunker down and do what's being suggested Mm -hmm. and just really isolate as much as you can, then it will slow the spread and you'll get past this quicker. But if people keep kicking around, it's going to be there for a lot longer and it's going to make life a lot more difficult than it needs to be.
0: Yeah, so I Don't love do that. that. I love that it's as temporary as you make it. That's that's probably going to be the title of your show. Cool. Um, FYI,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm writing it. Down. I can throw in a little nugget at five till eleven p.m. in yeah. my world.
0: <laughs> temporary as you make it. So, um how can people like? Do you have a, a public Instagram that you want people to like if they're interested in checking up on life in the Korea? Like, or are you just like cool with this being your interview? Like. I don't, I, I, I want to respect people's privacy concerns, but
1: I, mean, I don't, if someone wants to like connect with me on Instagram, I totally don't mind. It's, yeah. it's more like family stuff. I'm not like talking yeah. about COVID pretty much ever on there, but if you right. want a way to communicate with me, feel free to send me a Facebook message. Feel mm-hmm. free to connect with me on Instagram. My Instagram is becoming Kara. So mm-hmm. the word becoming and then my name, C-A-R-A, Kara. So, um, yeah, you're welcome to connect with me on there if you want to ask any questions, if you want to, you know, yell at me for being a worrywart. I don't care. My, I'm keeping my family safe. I'm going to continue sanitizing everything I touch, and, you know, I'm also pregnant, so, and it is vertically transmittable, so um, I, you know, I don't want to get my I don't want to risk my baby's life. I don't want to risk my own life. I don't want to infect anybody else around me. I'm not going to be the reason this base gets shut down. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to be that person. So yes, if you want to connect with me, I'd be happy to talk to anyone. And I will keep an eye on the Facebook questions as well, in case there are any.
0: Beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Kira. I know that it's, uh, it's night-night time for you. So I really <laughs> appreciate you
1: coming to us from the future. And yeah
0: us know what we're in store for so i
1: really appreciate it (laughs) well thanks for having me and like genuinely wishing everyone there the best of luck hang in there
0: hang in there thank you girl